It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. And then if you're going hunting this morning, you don't have to wear very heavy clothes. Go hunting tomorrow morning, you better bundle up. That's what Mother Nature is doing to us. The weather is a change, and this is probably the last day of warm weather. And the thing is, can't even drive the convertible because there's rain out there as well. Rain and wind, so we got a lot to cover. That's just the weather. Besides all the farm news here at the Shank of the Day, baby, on Wax, Bob and Jill with you this morning. And uh, I saw the moon last night. I didn't look this morning. Is it out there, full moon this morning, or did you look either? I I looked. Yes, it's a full moon. There's some clouds, and you kind of just got to watch a little bit. All right. I think, is this considered the harvest moon? No, I, I can't follow all the, all the faces of the moon, but uh, whatever. It's a full moon out there. But weather really is going to be the big story. Uh, put your calf managers on alert that, uh, you know, high of 67 today, high tomorrow, 32. So it's going to change. Get them bedded and keep them dry. We'll talk about uh, lots of stuff. That crop report came out yesterday from the USDA. We'll look at the national numbers today. Tomorrow we'll delve into the uh, state numbers. Uh, In Wisconsin, we're going to have a record bushels per acre yield. But we're not going to have a record crop. We'll talk about that as well when we look at the Wisconsin numbers tomorrow. But uh, nationally, not a lot of change. A little surprise in the report that we will talk about. And if you're hungry this weekend, we do have a place to go get a good breakfast. What is that all about? When and where? On Sunday, head down to Nielsville for the Nielsville FFA Alumni Pancake Breakfast. It is dine-in or drive-through. Where is it at? High school? At the high school cafeteria from 8 till 1. All right. So and they have all kinds of pancakes. Oh, they, they know how to make pancakes in Nielsville, that's for sure. Even their, their summer dairy breakfast is a great one. And, uh, again, that is on Sunday. And we've also got a story about land prices. These prices just amaze me of where they're going, especially when you're you're from Wisconsin and you don't talk about those kind of numbers for top farmland. But, boy, out out west, uh, it is really a seller's market. And, uh, well, I guess good news as far as oil prices. Down yesterday, another $3.24. 8567 that's about $6 down in the last couple of days so uh, we'll keep you updated on that as well as prices at the pump should come down i went to madison last weekend i left eau claire the gas was 349 a gallon 350 basically i love people that say i say well 350 no it's 349 <laughs> i tell them i said well you you go get a gallon of gas you give them three dollars and fifty cents and you tell me how much change you're gonna get <laughs> exactly but i went down to madison 399 50 cents a gallon difference higher usually we're higher than there so this oil industry is topsy-turvy as well but uh, anyway so we got lots to talk about, including we're going to talk about the caledonia market what's the caledonia market it's a market down by portage that my daughter and her husband started mm-hmm. to help market their market their beef but also market wisconsin products oh good all right so we'll see what that's all about if you're heading down towards the portage area you can uh, stop and say to which daughter is that nicole so stop and see nicole she's kind of honry she's taking over she's <laughs> she's going after florida 
<laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah, hurricane. But you know, I heard she was downgraded to a tropical storm. Oh, well, that's good. Her hurricane, now tropical storm, Nicole, zeroing in on Florida. So, lots to do this morning here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And maybe the biggest story is the weather. It's changing. Now, today, 67, we're going to have rain off and on. Could have a little heavy weather in some places and windy. Winds could, you know, 20 miles an hour, things like that. So keep an eye on today. It could be rather exciting in some places, but 67. But it is changing. Uh, We're in the 60s around this area, but way up northwest, up uh, Hayward, Siren, they're already in the 40s this morning. So it's a coming. Tonight we'll get down to 25. 40 degrees difference between this morning and tomorrow morning. So again, Bundle up the calves and, uh, you know, make sure you got things squared away because Mother Nature is changing the season on us right now. Friday, the high 32. Saturday, 29. Sunday, 30. Monday, 33. As we said, (laughs) tomorrow morning, 25. Right now, it's 68 degrees here in Eau Claire. Hey, it's 5 o'clock. Actually, a minute after. This is 104.5 FM. Let's get an update. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The suspect in the attack of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, is being indicted on federal charges. David DePap is facing felony assault and attempted kidnapping charges in connection with the incident last month. If convicted, DePap faces up to 30 years in prison for the assault count and 20 years for attempted kidnapping. Hurricane Nicole is barreling toward Florida's east coast with strong winds, dangerous storm surge, and heavy rain. The National Hurricane Center says the storm is moving away from Grand Bahama Island in the Bahamas, where it made landfall as a Category 1 storm on Wednesday. President Biden is weighing in on last night's midterm election results. Speaking from the White House, Biden said voters proved democracy was still strong on election night. Our democracy has been tested in recent years, but uh, with their votes, uh, the American people have spoken and proven once again that democracy is who we are. Biden noted the fact that most polls had Democrats losing many seats in Congress, but that didn't happen. Academy Award-winning actor Sean Penn is gifting his Oscar to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky as a symbol of faith to get through the war with Russia. Zelensky posted about Penn's gift Tuesday on Instagram. The life story of Snoop Dogg is coming to life at Universal Pictures. Snoop will serve as co-producer to his biopic. The rapper says he's waited a long time to put this project together because he wanted to choose the right director, perfect writer, and greatest movie company he could partner with. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Another quick reminder on our weather, it's changing. Now, today we do have rain in the forecast, and it's going to be windy, too. And some places, weather could get a little heavy, but it's going to be warm. 67 the high today, about uh, midday, mid-afternoon, that'll probably change. And it'll be a lot cooler by chore time tonight. As we're looking for overnight lows to be about 25 
Friday, the high, 32. 67 today, 32 tomorrow. 29 on Saturday, 30 on Sunday. Monday, 33. Right now, it's 64 in Rice Lake, Medford, 59. Marshfield, 61. La Crosse, 65. Green Bay, 63. Madison, Sun Prairie, at 61. Milwaukee, in 62. But if you look up to the northwest, it's cooling off already. Hayward, Siren, they're already in the 40s this morning. But not here. It's 68 in the Eau Claire area. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to change that. It's been about 70 years. So we'll have to see about uh, updating that feller. Hey, uh, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets again this morning. And as they said, Hello. proud sponsors of all Brand. the folks that... Uh, are still playing high school sports. And football does continue in our area. Eau Claire Regis, Mondovi, Stratford still in it. Also, you go down south, down around the La Crosse area, on Alaska, West Salem, Aquinas, Cashton, Bangor. They're still in the football playoffs. So uh, good luck to all those teams as they uh, try and get closer and closer to Madison and Camp Randall and uh, championships coming up. All right, Jill, the markets, livestock, cash market numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 145 to 157 with mixed at 90 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 145 to 154 with mixed at 84 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 142 with select and silage fed steers 77 to 127. Cows are 64 to a dollar. Bulls are 60 to 98. Butcher hogs are 65 to 91, with sows at 42 to 57. Boars are 19 to 23. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are a dollar to a dollar ten. Feeder lambs are 50 to 207 and a half. Ewes are 65 to 117. Small goats are ten dollars to 185 dollars. Medium goats are 120 to 210 dollars. Large goats are 130 to 430 dollars. Nanny goats are one hundred thirty to two hundred five dollars. And at the Mercantile Exchange, mix live cattle and feeder cattle were lower. Lean hog carcass contracts were mostly higher. December live cattle one fifty one fifty seven down a dollar forty seven. February one fifty four fifteen down sixty two cents. April cattle one fifty seven seventy seven down forty seven in June at one fifty three ninety down thirty. Feeder cattle for November one seventy seven seventy two. Down 55. January 179.65. Down 25. March 181.80. Down 35. April 185.15. Down 12. And May at 187.92. Down 2. Hog contracts. December was lower. 85.27. Down 30. February at 89.15. Up 65. April hogs 94.62. That was up 42. And May hogs 98.95. That was up on the Board of Trade, it was mixed yesterday with that USDA report. And uh, overnight, December corn, uh, up, I mean, they didn't move a whole lot. December corn up a penny at 666. Oats up two at 382. December wheat up four to five overnight at 811. And uh, March soybeans down a fraction in the last three days. The morning soybean price for March, $14.57 a bushel after it moves during the day trade, but Settling at fourteen fifty seven overnight. Soybean meal for December down two dollars and ten cents a ton at four hundred fifteen dollars and fifty cents. 
Dairy markets nicely higher yesterday. Barrel cheese up two and a half at two oh one a pound. Blocks up four cents at two oh six and a half. The butter up ten and a quarter at two ninety and a quarter. Class three for November up twelve at twenty one dollars even. December up sixty one cents over twenty one dollars now at twenty one fifty eight. January up fifty three at twenty sixty eight. February up forty four cents at twenty fifty four. March up twenty three at twenty forty eight as prices are higher. We checked it all the way out through next September, and each month those prices a little bit higher. 11 minutes after 5 o'clock, and uh, the weather is what you want to keep your eye on because it's changing. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, yeah, we're going to take a look at that uh, crop report that came out yesterday, the supply and demand crop production update. Farmland prices, food prices, bird flu, Lots to talk about this morning right here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our farm news brought to you by Star Blends. Star Blends feed. And, of course, Star Blends riding along on the farm truck here at Wax with us as well. So update your feeding system. Contact Star Blends. Jill, that report, what did it say? Yesterday's USDA World Agricultural Supply and Demand Crop Production Update surprised a few people by increasing the estimates for this year's corn and soybean crops. Corn production was increased by 35 million bushels, up to 13.93 billion on yields of 72.3 bushels an acre. That also bumped ending stocks by 10 million bushels, up to 1.182 billion bushels. The farm gate price for corn was put at $6.80 a bushel, the same as the October estimate. For soybeans, the crop is now pegged at 4.34546 billion bushels, up 33 million from last month, as yields are now put at 50.2 bushels an acre. After all usage categories are satisfied, that left soybean stocks at 220 million bushels, up 20 million from October. The farm gate price for soybeans for this marketing year is the same as October, $14 a bushel. Farmland price increases have slowed a little from earlier this year, but you'd never know it if you attended a recent land auction in Nebraska. At that sale, a 116-acre parcel sold for a new record price of $27,400 an acre. And in the article I read, it wasn't um, irrigated land either. Along with another adjoining parcel of 163 acres that sold for $14,400 an acre, the combined sale of the 280 acres brought $5.5 million. A local farmer said he bought it to grow corn and soybeans. Going forward, bankers and real estate agents expect land, expect land prices to slow down because of high input costs and increasing interest rates. That's interesting. You read an article, this piece was not irrigated. It was not irrigated. Boy, I'll tell you, a lot of Nebraska farmland is irrigated, but they say for how much longer? The Ogallala Aquifer, which is a uh, big lake sitting under that part of the country, is uh, drying up. You know what Lake Mead's doing out by Las Vegas, so... The Ogallala Aquifer also uh, in trouble, it sounds like, but the interesting stuff. Hey, coming up, we're going to find out about the Caledonia Market as uh, Jill's daughter, Nicole, and her husband get together and uh, what's best from Wisconsin. 
Good Wisconsin Products. We'll hear what they're doing and uh, what their store is all about. That's next right here on WAC. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The farm-to-table or shop local movement has been popular among consumers, especially after the pandemic led to empty store shelves and people wanting to know more about how their food is produced. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And now that we're heading into the holiday shopping season, supporting local farmers and producers is how some businesses are drawing in customers. Is that what you're seeing, Jill? That's what I'm seeing. I came across the Caledonia Market by Portage. It's, and I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. It's run by Colin and Nicole Rayom. They are working to market their, first of all, their own beef through the market, but they're also marketing Wisconsin products. Many of them are locally produced, and the market is really a place for local producers to find a spot to actually reach out to the consumers and market their products. And I talked about how their market is working and how their market supports those local producers. Uh, We started up the market uh, because we're trying to bridge that gap between producers and consumers um, and give uh, other producers as well as ourselves, uh, because we raise beef cattle. um, And so all of the beef in our store comes from our cattle. Um, and then it, it kind of just uh, it it expanded around that by us adding other products and giving other producers uh, the same opportunity to bypass the general market um, that they usually get hit with. You're marketing your own beef there. You have consigners. What else is at your market? We have beef, pork, lamb. Um, and then we have a couple dairy products. We have A2 milk as well as A2 drinkable yogurt. Um, we have fresh produce in the summertime um, and then seasonal products here and there. So, you know, our our produce changes from spring to fall. Um, and then we have products like homemade sauces, pickles, jellies and jams, uh, pickled quail eggs, all sorts of different different pickled products. We also have honey, maple syrup, soaps uh, that are made with the honey and a tallow uh, producer. We have skincare products that are either lavender-based or um, made with a lot of herbal remedies. We also have tea and coffee and even potato chips. So we talked a little bit about consigners. Are these local consigners? Are they Wisconsin consigners? Tell me where they come from. Everything in the store comes from Wisconsin, um, and most products are even more local than that. Um, They generally come from the kind of tri-county area, and then just uh, they spread out a little bit, but not too bad. So let's look a little bit at your business side of it. You market your own beef, and you have consigners. How does the consignment part work? So the consignment part, we wanted to give everyone kind of that fair shot, and we wanted to make sure that they were getting a fair price for um, their products. So we weren't going to come at them and say, hey, we want to buy your products for really cheap and then mark them up and us make all the money. So what we do is we just take a percentage of their product, depending on what it is, whether it's frozen versus dry goods, when it sells. So everything that they 
have in the store um, they still own. Um, and, and then it also kind of gives them an incentive to say, hey, you know, come go stop at this market here and, you know, check out the products that they have. They're all locally sourced and everything like that. So in other words, they are able to put their product in there, but they're still doing some of their own marketing. Correct. That's something that we really kind of wanted to grab a hold of with the local sourcing. Um, because if we have local people who have an incentive to, you know, tell their friends to come check out this market. You can find my products here that I make or I grow, um, and they're local people. So it's really, it it makes us be able to reach a larger um, group of people to have local vendors. You talked a little bit about your seasonality with your fresh vegetables and fresh fruit that comes in. When are you open? You open seven days a week? We, right now, we're open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Um, Fridays, our hours are 3 to 6. Saturdays, it's 9 to 6. And Sundays is 11 to 4. We do also do, we dabble in uh, during the weekdays. Um, We uh, work full-time, but generally, um, sometimes one of us is down there, and if you stop in and the open sign is flipped, we're ready to help you out. And as you mentioned, you're both full-time someplace else. What are your goals for this market? Well, the the end goal isn't necessarily set in stone yet. Um, it started out as trying to find a local market for our beef. Um, and it's grown to a point where maybe it could be one of our full-time jobs at one point. Um, but at this point, it's it's not necessarily like... It's one of those things where we're not trying to get rich off of it. Um Obviously, we want to try to be self-sufficient in everything we do, but it's it's more of the the ideas behind it, the morals behind it, um, and just bringing local, fresh, good quality food back to our communities. Caledonia Market is found right on Highway 33, not far off the interstate. Tell me where you are located. Um, well, the easiest way to find us is to look us up Um just on Google, you can find us by looking up Caledonia Market, Portage, Wisconsin. Um, so we are located in Portage, uh, right on Highway 33, about two and a half miles west of I-94 um, at exit 106. So um, it, we're set back from the road, so you might drive past us and have to turn around, but I think we're worth it. And again, that is Nicole. What's her married name? Rayom. Nicole Rayom. Nicole Rayom. Okay, and where are they located down there? Just off, she was just giving us the instructions how to get there. Yep, if you're heading down the interstate, you get off at the Portage exit, and it's Highway 33. It's not very far from the interstate. They by the prison? <laughs> no, they're the other way. <laughs> oh, they're the other way. That prison, that's something. I went down there for, I don't know, something here earlier this summer, and wow. That's quite a prison. It, yeah, it is quite a prison. It's uh, what do they specialize in? I know they've got beef cattle, obviously, in the, from the family. Yeah, they have their they market their own beef cattle. But she grew a garden, and so she had a lot of gardening stuff in there mm-hmm. uh, during the season. And she had pears and apples and maple got, syrup and all kinds yep, of Wisconsin maple stuff. syrup, okay. honey. They even have potato chips. Oh, what are the homemade potato chips? Well, they're potato chips that somebody makes, but they're all locally sourced. Yeah, the that's point what of I the mean, whole local stuff. Yep, the point of the whole market is to have Wisconsin products there. 
Good. All right. And hopefully they'll be successful. So get down there. What's the name of the store? Caledonia Market. Caledonia Market. Get the portage. Stop in. All right. We got 29 minutes after five. That means we got some markets to get to. That's Rocky going to join us. And he's over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's get over to Premier Livestock and with you. Rocky is with us. And Rocky, i got to ask you, how did the Oak Ridge Jerseys, uh, Jim and Rita Tissel's uh, cattle sell yesterday over there? That was a good herd of Jersey cattle. Yeah, well, I'll tell you all about it, but it uh, went really well, Bob. Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold 200 head of dairy cattle featuring, uh, like I said at the top, a top registered jersey herd uh, from Oak Ridge Jerseys out of Chippewa Falls. Uh, we also had some other elite consignments. We sold 25 fresh Holstein Parlor Freestall heifers. Uh, they averaged over 2,400, with many of them bringing 25 to 2,900. On the jersey dispersal, uh, we saw the top cows from 1850 all the way up to 3000 uh we saw lots and lots of cows from that 2 to 2 to 3000 uh, top, we had a top newborn Holstein heifer calf in that herd bring $1,150. Uh, market was very strong, but so was the quality. Um, next week, uh, dairy cattle auction, we got a long-time AI herd of 60 Holstein and red Holstein tie stall cows averaging 70 pounds with a 165 cell count. They're on test. Uh, here's 23 fresh 2- and 3-year-olds parlor free stall coming out of a 30,000-pound herd. They're all AI sired, the fancy reputation kind. Here's eight registered jerseys. Jersey cows, mostly fresh, plus lots more. Here's 10 registered uh, two- and three-year-old parlor freestall cows and spring and heifers. Also, uh, next week, Tuesday, that's going to be a special feeder cattle auction, bread stock cow auction, expecting a big run for that sale. Uh, any of these sales that you guys are planning on bringing cattle, very important that you call us, let us know what you're bringing. We can get them advertised. Uh, generally, the early consignments will sell a little earlier in the sale, too. So 715-229-2500. Don't forget we are on the farm every day looking at livestock. We do farm-to-farm private treaty livestock sales as well. Uh, machinery auction, that's going to be November 8th. 18th, we are closed. We're not taking any more consignments. Uh, the lot is open here. If you guys do want to come walk through the equipment, you need to test drive any equipment, uh, we're fine with that. Uh, just come in regular business hours and we'll be around. Uh, the full listing of all the equipment is on the uh, website. Uh, if you go to uh, the items and you go to the online portion through equipmentfacts.com, you don't see some items you're looking at. That means they're offline. Our whole brand-new parking lot is offline. So there's lots of items. There's lots of equipment that did not get online. We can't put it all on. Uh, so come take a look at it, and uh, we got lots of stuff for you. So that is the way it's shaped up, Bob. You're creating a monster over there with all these machinery sales, and as big as they are. Yeah. Well, it's been uh, been pretty good. It really is. Well, there, were Jim and Rita there yesterday for the sale? Just Rita came. Yep, she was uh, she was pretty darn happy. That one hit three thousand. She was over the moon. So. Well, I'll bet she was a bet a few tears shed too. Yep, yep, she did pretty good though. Yep. She did pretty good. Oh, that's so. good, good stuff. Hey, Rocky, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, there goes uh, Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, as we said earlier, maybe the big story is weather. That's changing, and we'll find out exactly what those changes are next. Right here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's get over to Skywarn 13 and check our weather forecast. Mike Dandria is over there 
And, man, oh, man, these are the kind of transitions we don't like. We like it going the other way, but not <laughs> this way. It's going to change. Today's going to be, could be kind of an exciting day, huh? Yeah, I, I, very exciting for weather enthusiasts, of course. And uh, we get more of a shift in the seasons, but, uh, yeah, more of a shift in the wrong direction, as you were saying. Uh, today will start off very muggy. I mean, already dew points into the low 60s, temperatures in the mid-60s. However, going into the early afternoon, we'll have a cold front moving through that'll bring some chances for some showers, even a few thunderstorms, and some of which could be on the stronger side. It's something that we'll uh, want to monitor throughout the day. Uh, just make sure that you have those weather alerts on. Otherwise, it'll also be breezy with winds initially out of the south between about 15 to 20, even close to 25 miles per hour before shifting out of the west uh, after that cold front moves through. And that's really going to dip our temperatures quite a bit. Later tonight, we'll dip to the mid to upper 20s for our overnight lows. Tomorrow, chance at some flurries for your Veterans Day, but otherwise cloudy and highs in the low to mid 30s. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy mid 20s for our lows. And Saturday, Sunday, Good bit of cloud cover hanging around with temperatures still around the freezing point and overnight lows into the upper teens. Monday and Tuesday will bring a few chances at just a few snowflakes. Nothing looks to be accumulating as of right now. But again, it's something, of course, we are going to watch uh, with temperatures around the freezing point yet again. And Wednesday, we're really not getting any relief either. Upper 20s and low 30s, mostly cloudy. But right now, it does not feel like uh, anything near November with overcast skies and a temperature of 65 degrees. But up north, northwest, it's already changing, right? Mm-hmm. Osceola dipping into the 40s, parts of Minnesota into the 30s. So it's it's coming, Bob. Unfortunately. So yep. is Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that is on the way in uh, just over a month. And tomorrow, Veterans Day. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. Today is the Marine Corps birthday. Oh, is it really? It well, is. You should have the day off. You <laughs> spent a lot of time in the Marine Corps. I did. Uh, better part of a decade. and uh, But... You know what? I enjoy giving the forecast, so this is, you know, almost like a, a fun place to be, too. So, right. Booyah! Booyah, hoorah! <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Mike. See you, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13, a proud Marine Corps veteran. All right, we've got uh, 23 minutes before 6 o'clock, and uh, we're going to get another update. Morgan is with us. Morgan McCarthy, of course. In the newsroom, you excited about the weather changing? Well, that's a quick drop-off, that's for sure. Boy, it really is. Man, yeah. 67 today, 32 tomorrow. That's why you don't uh, keep your coat too far away this time of year, right? Boy, that is for you sure. You can wear it like my daughter uh, and all middle schoolers, uh, where you just put the hood on your head and let your arms hang free. Oh, God. All parents love that coat battle, Boy, right? I guess so. <laughs> well, uh, i got to ask you this question. Yes. Because, you know, and, and everybody's got their own beliefs, but these people that were election deniers back two years ago anybody complaining about the election this year or are they all they all satisfied with it now well i don't know that anybody's ever satisfied but there aren't as well, many uh I mean, comments flowing freely I'll nobody's going to attack nobody's going to attack the capital in madison are they like the, they did a couple years ago i think we're sitting pretty steady good. here and we'll talk a little bit about that to begin today good morning here's what we're learning we know that wisconsin election managers say the votes are counted but nothing will be official until the week of thanksgiving the elections commission yesterday said 100 percent of wisconsin counties have reported their unofficial vote totals to the state the next 
next is a local vote canvas, and that's where vote totals are made official. Now, that has to be done Tuesday. So the next step is counties have until the Tuesday before Thanksgiving to get those results to the Elections Commission. Commissioners will then vote to make the vote count official. So there is quite a process involved, but that's when we should get that final voter turnout number for our state. And, of course, you came out in big numbers. The vote count very high in a lot of places across Wisconsin. And that vote did confirm this. Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson did narrowly win re-election, making that official in a, uh, against Democrat Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. In fact, his next stop was on Fox's Hannity to talk about why he thinks that race was so close. The media is completely uh, allied against us, as is our education system. Democrats uh, really uh, ramped up their totals with, with, the, with the youth vote. But I think maybe more than anything, Democrats have no problem lying. And that's Senator Johnson there. Despite that win, control of the Senate remained undecided as of Wednesday night. As across the union, there are still races. And uh, Georgia actually is headed to a runoff that will happen in early December. So we'll take a little step away from that political stage. I think a lot of people enjoying that break being on the other side of Election Day. And that brings us to other headlines, including this. It was a catalytic converter theft. And now police in the area are doubling down on a reward for information about those. Investigators, particularly in Green Bay, say they've seen a spike. 77 catalytic converters stolen in the city so far. And police say they're using a $1,500 grant to pay for extra incentives. The reward amount would be determined by the quality of the tip and the level of offense. Anyway, with information about catalytic converter thefts is encouraged to reach out to Crime Stoppers. In news and headlines that bring us closer to us, we don't have many details, but we do know that public health officials in Chippewa confirmed the death of an underage person because of coronavirus connections, John. The county health department yesterday said somebody under 18 died after testing positive for the virus. Public health managers are calling the victim a child. But specifics about just how old the child is, when they tested positive, or whether they had any other health concerns haven't been released. Childhood coronavirus deaths are extremely rare. Wisconsin's Department of Health Services says just 18 people under 19 years old have died from the virus since 2020. Nearly 70% of Wisconsin's 1,300-plus coronavirus deaths have been in people 70 years old or older. I'm John DeMaster. And if you've headed to Titletown, we may not have much to cheer for at the moment, but Green Bay takes tops when it comes to a recent list about mid-sized sports cities in America. It was Green Bay that ranked top there ahead of other pro football cities like Buffalo, New York, and Glendale, Arizona. Now, if only the pack would give us something to cheer about, right? <laughs> we go back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax, 104.5. You know, that catalytic converter situation is real. I, I'm trying to... Scanning my mind here, which doesn't take a whole lot of scanning for my mind, but I was talking to somebody recently, a couple of guys, they said they park their vehicles and it's a real problem for these guys stealing catalytic converters. So right. this is a real problem. And not just in that area. They've seen a spike, but across the state and here yeah. locally, too, it's becoming more of an issue all the time. If only uh, people would put those efforts towards good, right? Yeah, it takes exactly. a lot of effort to get a catalytic converter. Yeah, out. that is for sure. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. All right. We've got, uh, what time is it? 19, almost 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got some more farm news to take a look at and of course we've got markets too keep it at rural wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report wheat and grain their cash grain prices at the triple falls location corns at 606 with soybeans at 1389 and the connersville co- location corns at 603 with soybeans at 1379 
We've got more news to take a look at, more prices to check out, and uh, let's do it, Jill, before we get to the market prices. What's going on? Well, those other prices that are going to go up include food prices. USDA economists are now projecting prices for food eaten at home and in restaurants will go up another half percent by the end of the year. That would mean food prices eaten at home would go up about between 11 and 12 percent this year, while food eaten away from home would go up between 7 and 8 percent. Because of the ongoing battle with avian influenza, poultry prices will go up the most with egg prices up over 27 percent and poultry prices up over 15 percent. And there's an update from the state Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection that shows the bird flu has now been detected in 18 counties this year, affecting 29 separate poultry operations. Nationwide, the disease has hit 46 states, 259 commercial flocks, and 347 backyard poultry flocks. And again, it looks like by the time this is over, back in 2015, this kind of ended, but it's kind of hung around. This avian influenza has kind of hung around all year. And Back in 2015, about 50 million birds were destroyed or had to be destroyed because of avian influenza. And uh, this year, I think the last number I saw was about 48 million and counting. So as these wild birds head south now, it's going to be a challenge to keep it under 50 million birds. It's uh, been a real, real challenge. All right, we've got uh, 16 minutes before 6 o'clock at Wax. Again, we've got about uh, 65 degrees, about 67 the high today, so uh, that's it. Rain, it'll be a windy day today, and then it's going to drop off. 65 this morning, tomorrow morning it'll probably be around 25. So (laughs) plan accordingly. We're going to plan accordingly too. Jill, let's get to some markets. Where are we going first? Let's go to Barron Equity and hear from Amber. Fed cattle unfinished steers and heifers sold from a dollar fourteen and down. Cow cows, the top twenty percent sold from sixty seven to seventy seven, topping out at seventy seven fifty. Sixty percent sold from fifty three to sixty six, and the bottom twenty percent sold from fifty two and down. Cow bulls sold from sixty to ninety nine. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold from fifty to one twenty five. Quality Holstein heifer calves sold from eighty two fifty and down. Light and poor quality calves sold from 50 and down. Beef calves sold from 50 to 185. Our next sheep, goat, small animal, and beef sale is November 12th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you, and have a good day. Thank you, Amber. You have a good day, too. Let's. Uh, she didn't talk about uh, pork, but uh, pork market free. The pork is free. That's right. Listen to this. As a thank you for all our hard-working folks out there, our farm team has given the gift of pork this season. You can win a half a hog and a chest freezer. That's courtesy of Smith Brothers Meats for the Hog and Abbotsford Appliance for the chest freezer. All you have to do to qualify, you don't have to make any phone calls. You can do it right at home right now on your machine. Go to the Midwest Farm Report tab at waxradio.com, or you can do it on your app to register. So thanks to all the farmers in our listening area, from uh, yours truly as well as Jill and Kristen on the Farm Show. Again, don't forget, you could win a half a hog from Smith Brothers Meats and a chest freezer to put it in from Abbotsford Appliance. Smith Brothers Meats in Colby. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here we are at 13 minutes before 6 o'clock. It's 65 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Hut Eamon and Sparta Equity. 
Fed cattle selling steady today. With the high yielding choice beef chicken heifers 149 to 158 with the top of 160. The choice and select beef chicken heifers 138 to 148. The dairy cross steers 130 to 145. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 132 to 138. The choice and select Holstein steers 121 to 131 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 120 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows bringing 75 to 85. The cutters and utilities 59 to 74 with the low yielding and canner cows 58 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 85 to a dollar with a thin full and bulls over a ton discount at 84 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 80 to 150. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves two dollars at 350 with a light import quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, November 14th, starting at 12:30 with hogs followed by calves. Fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Huck aimed at Equity Lassic in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're almost 10 minutes before 6 o'clock, and uh, every deer hunter's dream is to, well, get a big buck, but also to get a special deer. Get an albino deer. And our buddy Jerry Fitzgerald went hunting yesterday. You got yourself an albino yesterday, huh? Not the way I wanted to, though, Bob. <laughs> no, it never I'm, is when uh, when the old GMC runs into it. Well, yeah, I say hunting with a Chevy Impala is not the best idea. <laughs> no, it's not. But it was an albino, huh? Yeah, very, uh, very uh, nice deer. Of course, we got we were able to save it. I mean, he'll save the meat and stuff. But yeah. yeah it, yeah, with the cars now, it's quite an adventure. But I guess uh, it is what it is. So. No, when you do an al- when you hit an albino, is there more hoops? Well, to, is there more hoops to jump through with the DNR and everything like that? Yeah, you got to go through the proper procedures, and and so we've got took care of that yesterday. But now, uh, somebody's got a good used car for me to drive for a while. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the mafia over there will come through and uh, find you something. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's something that I want to be able to get in and drive. You know? <laughs> something that the police aren't looking for, huh? <laughs> well, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll count on the mafia over there in your part of the country. Well, other than that, how'd the markets go yesterday? Well, we better get to business here. It's always interesting. Uh, but anyway, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Summary from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, on the feeder cattle auction yesterday, lighter weight beef steers selling mostly from $1.40 to $1.70 Every beef steers yesterday selling in a range mostly from one eighteen to a dollar sixty five. Uh, lightweight beef heifers on yesterday's auction mostly from one thirty to one sixty. Heavier beef heifers uh, one oh five to one fifty five. About all weights of Holstein feeders yesterday they sold in a range from ninety three to a dollar fourteen. Now we'll get into the market portion of the auction yesterday. This is a cow market yesterday. Conventional type of Holstein cows yesterday. The higher yielding Holstein was selling from seventy two to eighty. We had quite a few of these real high-yielding beef cows sell from 82 up to a top of 90. Uh, most of the cows uh, this week continue to sell from 52 to 72. Thinner cows, $50 and below. On the Fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling from a dollar seventeen to a dollar thirty-four and a half. Select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, uh, one twelve and below. On the uh, bull market yesterday, uh, better quality bulls, 87 to 105, topping at 109. Lighter bulls. Five and back. Holstein bull calves uh, mostly from fifty to one fifty, and we've topped this week at up to one eighty-five on the bull calves. Heifer calves mostly forty and below. Our 
quality beef calves, 150 to 300. And we are on Thursday already. We start this morning, 11 o'clock, full marketing day. Uh, market cattle, of course, baby calves this afternoon. And uh, again, full marketing schedule for next week. Uh, so, folks, we've got some next coming uh, dairy auctions and also uh, uh, feeder cattle auctions. Uh, information on our website on those. So, folks, take a look at that. Equity Co op, click on the Stratford page. And uh, I guess that's all what we have for the folks this morning. And we'll uh, update everything this week tomorrow morning. And, uh, well, I suppose we got to get the Long Johns back out, huh? I guess so. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow to see what kind of vehicles the the mafia pulls into your driveway. So if you got, yeah, the mafia pull, just pull them into Jerry's driveway there and leave the keys in it. I want to hear see what <laughs> what kind of land barges they drag in for you. I ain't so worried about leaving the keys in. Full tank of gas would be a lot better. <laughs> well, that's true, too. That's true, too. All right, Jerry, well, I'm glad you didn't get hurt and uh, you got some venison. Good for you. We'll talk to you in the morning. All right, you guys enjoy the day, and like I said, it's uh, no matter how careful you are, they're out there all in the middle of the day, too, yet. Absolutely. These uh, deer are plentiful in Wisconsin. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as we look at the rest of our markets, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative in the Ridgeland area. Markets on the Board of Trade mixed yesterday with that USDA report. Not a lot of movement and not a lot of movement overnight. December corn up a penny overnight at 666. Oats up two at 382. December wheat up four to five cents, 811. March soybeans down a fraction, sitting at 14.57 a bushel again this morning. Soybean meal for December down two dollars and ten cents a ton, 415 dollars and fifty cents. And the country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 606 with soybeans at 1389. Connorsville location, corn's at 603 with soybeans at 1379. On the DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn today is 625 a bushel. Baldwin and Mondovi, corn is 621, beans 1359. Duran, 611 on the corn, 1349 on the soybeans. Over at Elmwood, 621 for corn, 1364 for beans. Down the road at Fall Creek, 601 on the corn, 1324 for the soybeans. Osseo has corn at 626, beans 1364. Out at Elk Mound, 611 for corn, 1369 on the soybeans. Down at Sparta, 608 on corn, 1355 for the soybeans. Ellsworth, the corn is bringing 591, beans 1309. Ethanol plants, Boyceville corn, 613. Stanley, 616. New Richmond Grain Facility, 614. Barrel cheese up two and a half cents, 201 a pound. Blocks up four at 206 and a half. Butter up 10 and a quarter at 290 and a quarter. Class three, November up 12, $21 even. December up 61 at 2158. January up 53 at 2068. February up 44 at 2054. March up 23 at 2048. And again, big story of the weather. It's changing. 67. We'll have some rain across the area. Windy day today. And later on today and into the evening, it's going to cool off by short time tomorrow. It'll be 25 degrees, but it's about 65 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. <laughs>